about grappling with truth and love in an offended world. <laughs> I'm laughing because, man, it is a, we are in a hailstorm, a firestorm of offense. And if it's not abortion, it's gender, it's uh, trans, no trans, it's all the different permutations of that, it's gender identity, it's vax, no vax. It's a Republican Democrat or your particular version of politics. It's blah, 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 blah. Okay. And we're not handling it well. And as believers, um, there should be something different about us, right? So how, how do we handle ourselves? You know, I was just reading a little Twitter feed and it was all about kind of the uh, take on the abortion, Roe v. Wade reversal thingy. And, you know, the person that was saying it's like, you know what, I still believe in this. And if you don't go F yourself. And I'm like, is this how we're behaving now? I mean, it is how we're behaving, but this is not worthy of us. It's not worthy of him. It's not worthy of any of us. And particularly as believers who there should really be a difference. So um, part of this discussion is the whole discussion of meta narratives. And I, I, I did a show with um, Larry McKnight that I would refer you about meta narratives, but basically a meta narrative is an overarching story or story storyline that gives context, meaning and purpose to all of life. And so what happens with our meta narratives is kind of like a worldview is that um, we, um, this is, this is how I see it. This is how I see the afterlife. This is how I see um, end times. This is how I see um, sexuality. This is how I see abortion. This is how I see blah, 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 right. And if you know, and and with that, I either ignore everything that contradicts that, or I can't even see it. And this is why you can have a fact in front of you and people can't see it. And we do this all the time in scripture. It's like, yeah, what about this scripture? I, I can't even see it, right? And so because we tend to um, uh, defend our meta narrative, and the only way we can get past that is just to be humble and realize I have some truth, but I don't have all the truth. Jesus, help me and just be humble in it uh, and allow and allow the Lord um, sometimes directly and sometimes through others to, to challenge things. You know, Jesus said, uh, I have I have much truth to share with you, but you cannot bear it now. And that was a thing for the disciples back then, but it's a thing for all of us because all of us, there are truths we can't handle yet, right? That's why we're growing in the knowledge of him because if it was everything, we couldn't handle like, wow, that that selfishness, that defensive way of being, that self-protectiveness, that whatever, we can't, we're growing from glory to glory to glory. Um, so, um, so we defend our meta narratives and when they get attacked, uh, we get very, we can get very offended, but God didn't call us to agreement on doctrine within the church, uh, or outside the church. You may not call it doctrine, but it is doctrine, right? He called us 
to love as he loves. And by this, you will know, uh, we will be known as his disciples. Uh, so let's go to Ephesians 4. I'm starting in verse 11. This is giving some context. It says, and he, God, has appointed some with grace to be apostles, some with grace to be prophets, some with grace to be evangelists, some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to be teachers. Okay, so this is a fivefold. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And, and as they do this, they will enlarge and build the body of Christ. These grace ministries will function until we attain oneness into the faith, until we experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God and finally have become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the, the abundance of Christ. Um, and then our immaturity will end and we will not be easily shaken by trouble nor led astray by novel teachings or by false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever, clever lies, but instead we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed head of the body, the church. Okay, so this is telling the truth in love, but understanding that we only have a portion, a segment of the truth. If you go to 1 Corinthians 13, where it talks about love, right before he gets into all those things, it says, but we see through the glass darkly. And let me just say this, we see through the glass darkly. In other words, we don't have it all together, but then we will be known know as, as we are known right? So we're all growing in truth, but what is not up for grabs is love, is love. Because love actually sees 2020. Love is a person. Truth is a person, right? And they're not in conflict, but we have to understand. And a lot of times in the church, we've erred because we say, well, because this person is in bondage or we see them going to hell, that we've got to tell them the truth. Because if we don't tell them the truth, that's not loving. And that's true to a point. Because the truth that they're not ready to handle will just be like force feeding. Okay. And it will not be lovely. So this is why we're to tell the truth in love, which means, it's, okay, so Jesus, what's the truth I'm supposed to share? So you may need to share love, but you may not use the J word, the Jesus word, why they may not be able to handle it. Why? Because if they've been abused by the church, Jesus is going to be freaky. Or if they come from another religion, Jesus, they maybe can't handle that, but they can handle a nugget that you're giving them that's of him and trusting God to lead and guide in all truth. And if you're afraid that, wow, they're going to end up in eternal conscious torment if I don't make them um, say the prayer and say the J word and do all that stuff. They're going to end up in hell. Well, that's not on you. And see, that's a meta narrative that has caused us to jam truth down people's throats. That is not lovely. So they, so they vomit it back up. Not lovely. The sons of God, the daughters of God are led by the spirit of God who is truth, who is love and is able to grapple both, right? Trust to share the truth that you're being led to share and then zip it because um, because that they'll be able to digest and trust the Lord to lead and guide them into all truth, lead them out of their delusions. God doesn't rip people through the bars of their prisons. He meets inside the prison and says, you don't have to stay here. Okay, I'll sit with you because right now this feels safer than leaving. Okay. All right. Um, let's go to John 16, 
Uh, we're going to start in verse 7. This is a passion translation. But here's the truth. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I think it's funny, but oh well. Uh, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the divine encourager or the Holy Spirit or the comforter will not be released to you. But after I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will expose sin and prove uh, that the world is wrong about God's righteousness and judgment. Sin because they refuse to believe in who I am. You don't know who Jesus is. There's going to be a sin thing. Uh, there's an identity problem. God's righteousness because I'm going back to join the Father and you'll see me no longer. And judgment because the ruler of this dark world has already received his sentence. Okay, so the judgment is about the satanic, not about people. Okay, There's so much I would like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp or more than you can bear at this moment. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, ding, 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 he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. So this is an unveiling process from glory to glory to glory. He won't speak on his own, but will only, uh, only what he hears from the Father, and he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. Understand, he said, reveal prophetically to you. So this is not a, I have scripture, therefore I have truth. Well, scripture is only truth when it's rightly interpreted, because Jesus, who is the word, who is truth, who is love, is the one uh, that scripture speaks about. And when scripture speaks about that properly, it's freedom. And when it does that wrong, it reads us. Ha. Okay. Right. And we've got some wrong concepts about who God is and all this stuff. Uh, he will glorify me on the earth for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that belongs to the father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. You can trust him to do that because he's in pursuit of every single human being who is his child. They may be acting like the devil. Yeah, I get it. They may be pursuing the devil. Yeah, I get it. But they're his child. You can't un unbirth yourself. Um, um, I love this. Uh, in the commentary, it says, sin and righteousness and judgment are related to three persons. Sin is related to Adam, false way of being, false humanity, um, for it was through Adam that sin entered humanity, right? Righteousness is related to Christ because it comes through him and has become our righteousness. Ding, 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 ding. Um, judgment is related to Satan, not people. Um, for the pure works of Christ bring judgment to the works of Satan. If we do not embrace Christ's righteousness, we will share in Satan's judgment. Okay. You're judged when you're operating in a false way of being that's not who you really are. You already judge. Not because God is wanting to punish you, but because that's not truth. That's not the truth of your being. I like this. The word for truth is reality, not doctrine. So this is not getting our doctrines perfect. Um, I guarantee you my doctrine's faulty somewhere. It's the best that I know it to be right now, but it's not perfect. But, but we're growing. But we're talking about reality. What is the reality we are experiencing? It's the application of truth that matters, not just a superficial knowledge, right? Hence, love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't envy. Love, love, uh, it, love doesn't envy. Love does not boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It keeps no records of wrongs. It's not touchy. It's not easily offendable does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. So there is truth to rejoice in. It 
always protects, always trusts, always perseveres. Love never fails. And so in that place where, um, where love is, um, is the issue, truth is important because truth is about freedom, right? But I can't, I can't force feed you truth that will set you free. I can offer the truth that you can handle to help you grow. And that will set you free as you imbibe it yourself. Because ultimately, this is grappling with a person who is truth. And so when people grapple with God, who is truth, they grow in the knowledge of truth. But if God is jammed down their throats, they're not grappling. They're like, they're, they're like coughing it back up. They can't get it. It does violence to them. God will not commit violence to people to lead them into truth, to set them free. That's ripping them through the bars of their prison. That's creating damage. And God just won't do it. He won't do it. And we as his sons and daughters should not do it. So when we're, we're, we're saying the truth in love, it's not lovely to force feed someone truth that'll set them free or keep them from hell or taking on their God's responsibility now. Because if I don't share this with you and get you to say the prayer, you're going to eternal conscious torment. Well, that's actually, I don't believe that's true. I, I need to share what I need to share and trust the Lord with the rest, right? Sow the seed, water the seed, all those things, and let that unfold and be unveiled so they can embrace it and their aha, enlightenment moment can happen. But when I have an agenda to get them saved, that's not lovely. But when I have an agenda to love them, it's going to be like, okay, so how, what do they need? What would be helpful here? I'm going to love them and share this about them. And I'm, maybe I'm not even going to say the Jesus word. I'm not going to, right? Because they can't handle it right now, but I'll love them. And that'll leave them like, okay, so what is that? What is and let, let the Holy Spirit lead or let someone else, the Holy Spirit through someone else lead them to the J word, to say the prayer or whatever. And so because it's not on me, I can relax. God is actually a masterful savior uh, and can handle the one before me. But I can I can partner with him to the extent that I'm supposed to partner. And so when it's about the abortion issue that you know, and, and we get so entrenched on, uh, you know, I do have strong opinion on this, um, but I am not willing to violate love in order to be right, you know, because you do not overcome evil with evil, you overcome it with good. And when I violate love, I do evil, right? So you overcome, so what does good look like here? What does good look like in response to this person on Twitter that said, well, if you don't agree with my, uh, you know, viewpoint, F yourself. Well, I had to sit there and go, what does love look like? Jesus, that's a wow. <laughs> what does love look like? And I felt like, you know what? Let it pass. So I did. And most of the time in these kind of situations, I, I may say something, I may not. I usually give it, a, if it's another believer and we're disagreeing about doctrine, I'll, I'll usually give it like a shot. And then if it's going to exit, no, we're, no, and I'm not willing to fight. I'm not going to fight you. I can fight you. And I'll be like, thank you for sharing. And that's it. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight because I'm right. You're wrong. Or I'm more right than you. It's like, we're both right. We're both wrong. But you know, Hey, let's love. We'll be famous for our love for one another, not our agreement. And this is coming to the knowledge of him. This is coming in union, in unity, as one loving as he loves, 
from glory to glory to glory. That requires me um, to uh, to grapple with my offense. Jesus said, be angry and sin not. So there's times to be angry. It's like there's wickedness happened. I'm angry about that, but I'm not going to sin. So which means I need to check in. It's like, God, I'm so angry. I, I want to knock their block off. I'm, I'm wishing them bad things here, you know, and I have to go and say, Jesus, okay, I forgive. I forgive them. I forgive them for operating in blindness and causing harm. I forgive them. Oh, yeah. And they're, wow, they're hurting pups. They're not operating in who they are. There's confusion there. So what is a soft answer that will turn away wrath? Is that what I'm supposed to do? Am I not supposed to say anything? Am I supposed to? There are times Jesus sometimes would um, would say nothing. Uh, Jesus sometimes would confront. And many times Jesus would change the entire discussion. Do we worship on this mountain? Or do we, you know, which mountain do we worship? It's like, yeah, that's the wrong conversation. We're talking about this. <laughs> and and you know why he did this? Not, he was a son of God. He was the son of God, but he was operating as a human being. But he was led by the spirit, led by his father, right? I only do what I see my father doing. Father, what are we doing? Are we are we actually engaging? That was John the Baptist, but it was it, when he was lambasting the Pharisees, right? That was, oh, that was a confrontation. Okay. That was a leading that didn't look nice, but it was lovely. So we're not necessarily called to be nice. We're called to be lovely. Okay. Um, there are times when he kept his mouth shut. You're accusing me, all these things, keep my mouth shut. And there were times when he just, no, we're going to switch the con because this is what the matter. Do we, do, do we pay taxes or not? You know? This, this ungodly evil thing. Why should we support them? Render unto Caesar's what is Caesar's. The hard issue is what? You're part of the kingdom. Okay. This is, this is his, his level, his metron. Yeah, give him the money here. Here's the fish. Let's do it. Right. And right. And, but he was confronting the issue inside. And that's what he does with us. He's disciplining us, um, leading us and guiding us in all truth. And it doesn't always feel good, but it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. It feels really good. When you get it, when you grow, when you grow into the fullness of who you are, this is who you are. Wow. I've just been upgraded in who I am. Like the, the real Catherine has been unveiled even more. Yeah, baby. Now I can actually, um, this fits, this feels good. I'm tracking on all cylinders and I can actually contribute more. And this is what he's doing for every single person, right? So we're called to love and we have to ask Ask what love is, because love's not touchy. Love's not, I'm right, you're wrong. But sometimes love will say something. We're, we're just get, we never get away from being led, do we? We never get away from love, the mandate of love. And we never get away with being led by God into what that looks like. And uh, and so, you know, which is good, because then we don't need to get confused. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I've done this before. I did this here. I can do this here. And you can do this here with the next thing that comes up and the next thing that comes up and the next thing comes up because listen, politics is not going to save us. Now there's things, it's important. It's an arena. It's an important, you know, um, sexuality is not going to save us. Right. And, and creating all these agendas and blah, 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 blah. It's not going to save us. That's not who we are. Okay. We're not our sexuality. Okay. Um, creating our own version of reality, uh, because, We've been hurt in, in by things um, is not it's not going to save us, right? Uh, we really do need truth that sets us free. 
Uh, there is such a thing as absolute truth. He's a person. He's love. And his name is Jesus, Father and Holy Spirit. And he, um, he will lead you and guide you and not take credit for it a lot of times. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Right. And so, um, uh, absolute truth matters because our truth, our, our, our truth, your truth, everybody's talking about their truth. Well, that matters because your experience matters. Your heart matters. Uh, your damage, ha- the damage that happened to you, the good things, it all matters, but it's not truth, right? It matters, but it's not capital T truth. So with that, we hold our, 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 our truth lightly and are humble, right? Because love is not prideful. Love is not puffed up, right? And we're saying, I'm a son, I'm a daughter, you're God, I'm not. That's a, that's a capital T truth. And so lead me. But I am a little G God. I have the divine nature in there. Yes, I do. Of course I do. I'm, I'm your son. I'm your daughter. Of course. I look like you. I'm in your image. But help me to grow in my truth. You know, I had the truth for a long time, you know, that my dad was a monster. You know, I mean, incest will do that, right? So it's flaming narcissism. I mean, a lot of damage, a lot of damage. It took decades for me to recover from. Um, but you know, the truth is not a monster. Um, he was just a very toxic person, but he was also a beautiful person and a son of God. And I had to learn how to grapple with that. I had to learn how to create boundaries. I had to learn how to forgive and I had to learn how to love and, um, and create boundaries, um, for safety reasons and all of that. But the truth wasn't that my dad was so evil. You know, I had a lot of truths that, they were my truth. And I hung on to them because why? Because it was my safety was at stake. Well, God had to lead and guide me and help me to, so I can let go of some things. And, you know, a lot of the issues with the gender and the I'm a furry and all these different things. Well, you know, people are needing that because the other has been so toxic. Maybe we can be patient and kind in that and not mock people or all that kind of stuff that we can get into and that because it's just prideful. It's not lovely. Love is patient. Love is kind. And that's what we're called to do. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Uh, Share this with someone who needs it. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.